0: Hi, this is Brad Humphrey, and this is the Contractor's Best Friend podcast brought to you by FourConstructionPros.com and Caterpillar. Today, in part two on technology and employee retention, I'll be joined by Caterpillar market professionals Jason Hurtis, Lonnie Fritz, and Scott Hagman. Lonnie, you were saying, talking about a recent experience.
1: I want to share something with you real quick on in, engagement and the learning, kind of along that thread of learning. With employees. With employees. Yeah. Um, I offer a training here. It's a construction training. We just put on one of the, the courses last week. It's a week-long course. Had a young lady, a millennial, never ran a scraper before. Okay. She said, I would really like to learn more about the scraper. And I said, sure. So we paired her up with a certified demo instructor, demonstration instructor, and she uh, Gave her probably about a 15 minute overview of the machine. Mm-hmm. Turned her loose in the open field. She ran it for approximately one hour. She came walking up to one of our tents there mm-hmm. at the training facility. And I said, what'd you think of the machine? How'd you do? She goes, I really liked it. She goes, man, pushing all those buttons just <laughs> made it so intuitive for me. Right, right. I said, well, did you, get a, did you get some soil in the bowl? She goes, oh yeah. She said, I could see in my mirror, the dirt was just boiling up in the bowl. And so it was just so impressive to me within an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half, this lady that had never opened the door of a scraper, not only opened the door, put the seatbelt on, started up the machine, and started hitting all of our sequence assist features to load, to spread, to reta- she reset, and getting the cut that quick. She was bought in right away. Versus pulling all those levers and things. So she would be willing to come back yeah. to continue to learn more and get better yeah. because of the technology on that machine. Now, if we take an older scraper where it was very manual, right? That may be a different story. Yeah, you know, well, it would have been for me. Absolutely. <laughs> Back and in the eighties, as, as she's going to work, you know, she drives by contractor B. She's right. working for A, and B has the old, and A yeah. has the new, and vice versa. So you kind of see where I'm going there. Yeah, that's where we're at. They want to add value. Yeah. The millennials want to add value. They want to see things succeed. They want yeah. to succeed. And it's, uh, it's gonna be about being able to do it with an app or technology.
0: Let me ask a question that if you guys can address. How can we use technology? And again, technology isn't just equipment, right? You guys have already made that comment a couple of times, which I think is good. How do, how's an owner and the leaders in a construction, company, how can they use technology to retain employees? I mean, how does it really work? How do we sell them on that fact? Because we know it's important.
2: Yeah, like I said, there's a bunch of different aspects. I mean, you can request the demo, have that machine out on the job site for a while. Um, Lonnie mentioned our simulators, so it's a nice controlled environment. Can you
0: expand on that just a little bit, or Lonnie can, but the the simulator, to me, I'm thinking airline pilot simulator, but it's probably similar (laughs) to that, right? It is is very
2: similar. It is actually the same seat that's in the machine, the same controls, and you're looking at a screen in front of you that's computer generated. And you're actually operating the machine. So, and this is
0: something your distributors would have, or your
2: yeah, we have it at Caterpillar. Our dealers have your dealers. I keep saying distributors. I mean dealers. I'm sorry. Yeah. Some of our customers have purchased them, and they have them on their sites, and they'll send, you know, a new operator through. Hey, you got to be in the simulator for a week before we're putting you out on the piece of iron, and then we're going to give you another week of a ride along with an actual operator, and you know, to make that operator feel as part of the operation and and part of that piece of equipment. I just learned something there. I'm gonna start pushing
0: that more because I've got clients big enough that can afford it. I'm sure the simulator yeah. is
1: yeah, not cheap. It, but it, it doesn't hurt when you wreck something on a computer screen. <laughs> 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 yeah, and, and to that point, I mean, we're back to sustainability, right, Brad? Right, right, right. So you, That's right. you bring a new employee in or employee that maybe hasn't ran a machine. So yeah. last week, again, at my training course, we had a large customer of ours in and he said, hey, we own two of your simulators, mm. a hydraulic excavator simulator mm. and a motor grader simulator. Mm-hmm. And what what they're looking at doing as well as Caterpillar's, taking it to the next level. Yeah. How can we program program technology into these simulators Mm -hmm. to have that full experience. But sustainable solution, the safest way to learn a machine, right? And you're not tying up that asset, trying to train that assets out generating revenue and you're training in the controlled environment. So a lot of advantages, just look at where alone and you're preserving your warranty.
0: I I think that's a great suggestion. And, you know, one of the things I tell my clients all the time is, and I mean this in, in a positive way, the first week of employees for most new employees who have never been in this industry. Is probably worthless. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, and and if you want them to carry the buckets and the tools around a job site, that's the fastest way to lose that young guy or Mm -hmm. gal in a couple of days or less. And sometimes they don't even come back to get the
2: check. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, look where you usually put them. Exactly. You know, you put them on a roller. You put them in an articulated truck. You put them in, you know, an operation that, one, they're going to learn, but, two... It's not really vital, and they're not going to learn as much. So if you can get them into your production pieces of equipment, whether it's your excavator, your scraper, your Mm -hmm. wheel loader, where they actually get to do fun things, and Mm -hmm. it's not the same repetitive, boring stuff every day, you're going to be able to retain them longer. Yeah, I've got a couple of uh, self-performing GCs
0: that are taking – we've worked on this. I I can't take all the credit for it, of course. But we talked about, and we actually have constructed a week-long training session that obviously starts with orientation and all that but they introduce them to the tools and the equipment that's going to be that they're going to be exposed to and they find that within 3 days they can begin to detect does this person have some kind of a, a natural love for a piece of equipment and they'll actually put them on that equipment in the yard under controlled situations now it's not a simulator laundry but that's that's next <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna push them on that that's a great idea but the fact is the superintendents and the foremen out in the field love it because now when they get a new new employee they're at least they know what's going on even from an equipment standpoint
3: Scott yeah, Brad we've seen that we've got customers that actually they evaluate the new operator you know, a lot of times you ask the operator, "Can you operate this piece of equipment or that piece of equipment?" Ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, yes, they can. Oh yeah, I've done it all my life. I was born with one. <laughs> but it's a lot safer to get them on these simulators right. and let them go through. And they're so realistic that you can't do the next step unless you, example, don't have your seatbelt on, and that is it's got great. the seat presence switch. So they're, they're they're learning the real life thing they're going to see when they do get in that machine, and they're doing it safely. I, you just, man, you guys are really getting me excited. I want to go out and buy a simulator myself.
1: Yeah, and you know, contractors, you know, maybe listeners say Yeah, that all sounds good. You know, get the individuals right. in the seat. It goes back to a previous point I made, and that is the tight timeframes, the tight budgets. They're yeah. like, I got to put my ace in the seat, and that's that's true. However, we got to continue to develop that next generation, and. Yeah. Like any role, whether it's right. us here at Caterpillar or an operator in a seat, it's time in the seat. Well, they, they have to get that time in the seat to really become experts. I,
0: in, I, like, I, the, I like the way you said that, Lonnie. I mean, I mean, cut you off. You, you guys got me so excited, you can tell, right? <laughs> I, I created something called the Bench Strength that I use with clients. And what it is, it's, it's a matrix, basically. You can use Excel spreadsheet. Put the names of the employees down the left column, vertical column, but across the top, you put all the pieces of equipment, and you grade them on an A, B, C, or one through five kind of a thing. Thing, you want to find out where's my depth at how many guys or gals can run the dozer how many guys can run the skid steer right and, and not just they can run it they're exposed to it they're proficient in it. I mean there's two or three levels of that what you guys are telling me is we could add another notch to that to really help strengthen their knowledge and confidence see to me for the young employees and we'll talk, we'll talk about that in part two of our podcast on the Millennials a lot of that's just a confidence issue Again, think about it, we have a whole generation of younger people coming in in the industry potentially that have never been in construction. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about this at dinner last night, right? If your dad was a plumber, if your grandfather was a plumber, if your great-grandfather was a plumber, good chance you're gonna be a plumber. Those days are gone. right? And so we're bringing young people in from incredibly different, diverse backgrounds, but some of them have that propensity for what we
1: do. And equipment is one of the toys for it. That was a key to my success in being a heavy construction project manager. Was a fact of you have to know your team. You have to know their skills and their abilities, yep. and place. Them. You know, there's some that could only what we used to call hog dirt, bulk excavation. Right, right. Some could do fine grading. Then you had those finish grade hands right. that could really sell the job. Right. So to that point, is if you kind of grading those operators, you understand what their capabilities are, right. and you have to position those players in the right spot. You know, the, the kicker on a football team not necessarily going to be too good up on the offensive. <laughs> yeah, line. Yeah, he's not probably going to play middle <laughs> guard.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, think about it. You get your driver's license. You have a permit for, depending on your state, three to four months, right? You can drive with mom and dad. You can't drive by yourself. That's exactly right. <clears throat> you turn 16, you still have a year where you can't have so many people in there. It's it's the same thing in the construction
1: industry. You just can't toss them the keys to an excavator I and agree. expect them to perform. I agree. And just uh, one other point, too, that is, you know, we can have a lot of technology on the machines. You know, I kind of say is you can buy a lot of dumb iron, but you still need the individual yeah. seat to run it. Right? Right. So, so again, the technology helps make it easier for them, um, but it takes that time of skill and training. And okay. don't,
2: don't overlook the basics. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the technology we put on the machines helps an operator. I have a customer in Texas that when their operators are through their training program, they paint their name on the door. Boy, they're and building that ownership. Becomes, oh, that man. Becomes, And that worker likes seeing that. Okay. That becomes Billy's machine, so or that's that, Johnny's machine. And if you want to get on that machine or you're going to mess with it, you better have Billy or Johnny's permission because that's his.
1: How many technician trucks do you see, Jason, out with our dealers that have the name on the door, the driver's yep. door, you know?
2: Yeah, if you're going to go get a tool out of there, you yep. better make sure he's okay yeah, that's worth fighting tool. for right? Yeah.
3: right
2: and the same thing they put ownership yeah. in it that becomes right. them they right. put ownership in the machine they put ownership in the company right. they put ownership in themselves yeah. yeah i teach something
0: in some of my leadership and team building classes for crew power i use what i call the star concept and every point has a different piece of equipment on there and i've gotten more and more contractors using that and and not i don't know if they're painting the names on the door that's a great idea i'm going to throw that out for sure but but the point is is that they do assign responsibility and accountability you know for a greater or for a skid skier yeah. like i said before and, and the fact is those guys and gals do have more ownership i keep saying guys and gals sense of pride. not to change the subject anyway but you know what we've got a whole group of women in this country that really are pretty good on equipment. In fact, I would be willing to bet some of them are better than some of the guys are. You guys want to comment on that? Don't get yourself in trouble with your
1: wife. (laughs) So coming from the industry, some of my best operators were females, especially if they came from the farm. They have the work ethic. They have the mechanical inclination. But they have the dexterity second Mm -hmm. to none. Mm -hmm. They can feel great in the controls. Mm -hmm. One of my best finished dozer hands was a female Mm -hmm. and did a phenomenal job um, so there's a lot to be said about women in the industry mm-hmm. and uh, the value that they do bring. A, divi- a diverse workforce is uh, is very powerful. Well, we,
0: we haven't talked about that, and I know that's not really our main focus, but, but I want us to, I wanted to bring that into the discussion because we don't care whether the person's male or female. We want the best people in this industry. And I know my, my wife at a job site, had, she went up into a tire crane, and I had been up there earlier, but they let her kind of do some things. She was be- the guy told me said so she's better at it than you are, Brad. <laughs> so it doesn't surprise me at all. There's some feel that she had that I just didn't quite have in the same way. Try to, you know, I think a lot of us guys we try to manhandle mm-hmm. stuff like that. Whereas, in, in, at least in her case, she was a little bit more sensitive to where she was going <laughs> and what she was doing. Probably a little safer than yeah, I would. It's have it's Definitely been. not a male in the industry. No, least. that's exactly right. You know, go back right. to my
1: example of the participant last week on the scraper. Yeah, she did better than the novice male yeah. that got on the scraper. Yeah. So it is very, it is definitely doable. The women in the industry, the truth of the matter is, Brad, to go out and construct a lot of these projects coming from that heavy construction industry, especially for a tax base, like a department of transportation, you shall employ a certain percentage of females across your workforce. Yeah. So it's a given, and rightfully so, it's a
0: very good point. You know, one thing we haven't talked about in retention, and I do think it's tied up with equipment, there's been a lot of publicity about pay do you know that right now it's projected for the next 15 to 20 years that the average wage earner in construction with with five to ten years experience is actually going to be making significantly more than folks who are not in the construction industry and in fact other studies have been shown that four-year degrees are not giving you more money than the two-year tech school or just right. paying the price and learning you know, moving up the ladder <laughs> this is a great opportunity and when you become an equipment operator many times you have additional revenues you're paid right to be working a piece of equipment so this is a great rep- this is a great opportunity for the industry to really exploit some things that really have been looked upon i mean we, we're not exactly the highest rated industry but equipment, I think the equipment aspect of it gives so much advantages and so much magnet to a lot of these younger employees because they do typically know their smartphone pretty well. And as you said, Jason, earlier, I'm sure Caterpillar's looking at more app-driven type of application. Oh, you have to yeah. be.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've done a lot of work on that. I mean, the construction industry in the past has had a bad image. Yeah. You know, it's black smoke. It's dirty, like you mentioned. And, you know, we've done a lot of Marcom over that's not where we are at anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's you have to be an intelligent person. You can't be a mirror fogger and operate some of these machines anymore. You have to you have to have your wits about you. And, and it is an industry that's critical for yeah. the rest of the world. Yeah. I mean, and think you, of everything that's built with Rock and everything that's right. built with wood and everything else. you you still need that skill and talent, and it's you important.
1: You bet. There's great opportunities in the industry. I think it really comes down to the good old general economics of supply and demand. Yeah, the supply is is falling at a deficit to the demand, right. Um, our cabs, let's just look at the cab. They're next to soundproof these days. They're next to downproof, they're dustproof, they're pressurized, they're air conditioned, they're ventilated, they got heated seats, they have ventilated seats. Um, It's a great environment. And the operators per se, even across all the trades, they're controlling the market. Yeah. We, we've mentioned it in the previous podcast of you know operators leaving for a dollar an hour. It's a bidding war out yeah, there with right, these yeah. contractors, right. and there's a lot of opportunity. So please, if you're listening to this and you have any inclination of the industry, um, please don't pass this one over. There's a phenomenal amount of opportunity in it. I know mm-hmm. it served me well over the years, mm-hmm. and I really encourage those of you to be uh, enticed by it.
3: Uh, as long as everybody's going on and you know, showing this new opportunity for these young operators, yeah. uh, we, we do very, well at our dealerships working with our local unions and our local operator halls to also introduce technology to them. You bet. Because not only now are you calling the union hall for a, a dozer hand, you're looking for a dozer hand that uses GPS and has go. an idea. So he's got another notch on his belt that gets him up yeah. on the list a little bit higher. Thank you for that distinction and we haven't brought that up either and that, that's great.
0: We really appreciate your spending some time with us today. Make sure that you catch all of the Contractor's Best Friend podcast brought to you by FourConstructionPros.com and Caterpillar. Put the things that we've talked about to work for you. Good luck.